Welcome to Crucial Conversations, a series of conversations with various guests to engage on important subjects. This series is coming to you from Central Christian Church in downtown Indianapolis. This month's series is called Standing in the Need of Prayer, in which we'll explore this very basic practice of our faith, namely prayer, from a variety of perspectives. Please join us each week on Thursdays as we release a new episode. Welcome to Crucial Conversations, coming to you from Central Christian Church in downtown Indianapolis. I am Pastor Linda. Pastor Luis. And I'm student Pastor Grace. And we are engaged in this series of conversations on topics that we believe are important and relevant to us as church and to the world at large. This is our second series, um, so the second month that we've been at it. And when we began several months ago to brainstorm some of the topics that we wanted to engage in these conversations, we knew that we wanted to talk about issues that impact both the church and the world at large. And what we as people of faith feel like our response needs to be. Last month, our first topic was anti-racism. Coming up, we have uh, a series on economic justice. These are, again, conversations that engage us and uh, the conversations about what we need to do. But we also knew that we wanted to talk about some topics that connect more to the fact that we are loved by God no matter what we do or don't do, no matter what we have done or haven't done. This is a basic reality of our life of faith, and yet it is something that is hard to hold on to, this idea that we are worthy and that we are enough. We live in a culture in which we're measured by our success, our popularity, our physical appearance, our accomplishments, our economic status. Those are the messages uh, that are constantly coming at us. And so uh, we need reminders uh, of the fact that we are, we are loved simply because we are. And so one of the things that faith does for us it, is that it gives us some practices that help us remember and help us connect with the God who is just over the top loving uh, with us. I mean, it's just scandalous, really, how much God loves us, and yet it's so hard for us to take that in and hold on to it and live out of that place. And so one of the practices that our faith offers us and teaches us is prayer. This month, our topic is standing in the need of prayer. And so we wanna talk over these uh, next few weeks about some specific practices of prayer and uh, about what we can learn from the Bible about prayer. But now in this um, initial conversation among the pastoral staff, um, we really just kind of wanna raise some of the questions uh, that we bring related to prayer or that we know that, we know that other people bring. I wanna say kind of first off that prayer takes a lot of different forms. When we think about prayer, perhaps the first image we get 
is someone with their head bowed or their hands folded um, speaking to God silently or out loud. Or maybe we get an image of, of a congregation sitting in the sanctuary um, with heads bowed while the pastor or elder is praying. But there are lots and lots of ways to pray, um, including meditation and gardening and hiking and any number of singing. There's that saying, the one who sings prays twice. And so we may not go into detail about all of those, but we just want to start by remembering uh, that, that prayer is not just one thing and that each person comes to the practice of prayer from their own life experience and their own teaching and upbringing and um, will find the path that is most meaningful for them. So um, I thought maybe a, first, a good place to start uh, for us would be the question of, you know, what did you learn um, about prayer? What, what were you taught about prayer? And in your particular tradition and family, um, what, what you learned uh, and, and came to know about prayer. So Grace, do you want to start? Sure. So when I was thinking about this question before this, like a couple of images from early childhood sort of came to mind. Um, the first being my first sort of memory of other people praying um, was when I, my family lived in West Lafayette, we went to a house church and we were very close with um, just a few families, um, you know, who were going to this church. And my mom, once a week, would pray at um, our friend Cindy's house. And I came with her and um, they would sit quietly. And I couldn't tell you how long they would do that because when you're like three or four, time moves differently than when you're an adult. So um, I, my first impression of prayer there was like, this is really boring. Mm -hmm. um, so, but um, I also loved it because Cindy had the most amazing collection of dress-up clothes in the world. So like they would pray and I would go play, um, but then I would remember kind of coming back after playing dress-up and being like, what is happening here? Because this is like taking forever. So um, I, would, I would have to ask my mom, you know, like sort of how long they prayed and um, what they were praying about. Um, but uh, looking back on that memory, I remember the, sort of the discipline, you know, like um, it was every week and um, it was for, um, again, for a three-year-old an infinite amount of time. So, um, and then another image I have is of my dad. Um, before we remodeled our house when I was like 10 or 11, we had these really crazy intense heating vents. Like, you know, they were like the heat came out very strongly and I remember him praying on one of them like most mornings in the winter again like, him like sitting there with a blanket um and you know like being very very cozy and praying um and I, so I remember so those memories I think looking back on that um I think I've really influenced my own like sort of current vision of what prayer is like sort of this quiet, contemplative thing. Um, but then my f sort of strong memories of me praying as a child were different from that in that they felt like they were coming out of an intense place of shame. So like I, 
Um, remember like laying in bed at night and like being um, really scared of like the scripture that's like, if you sin against the spirit, then like that's an unforgivable sin. And I was like freaked out. Cause I was like, you know, just begging God to not let me do that because I didn't know what that meant or what that was. And so like, there was a sense of like, yeah, just like trying to keep out of trouble. Um, and then also, um, I really struggled throughout my childhood with like shameful feelings about what I looked like and um, my weight. And so like, I remember praying to God, like begging God to like change something about me that I could look different and be different. Um, so those are kind of the three images, I guess, that came to mind um, about how I learned about prayer. And I don't really know necessarily where I learned that prayer should, for me, be about the sense of shame that I had, but that's definitely like the dominant sort of image I have for my own prayer when, when I was young. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like a real a, a mixture. Yes. Of, <laughs> to simplify it, some positive and some mm -hmm. what you probably now see as really negative mm -hmm. approaches. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Luis, you grew up in a slightly different yeah. kind of setting, tradition. So um, it's very interesting uh, thinking about how prayer uh, was shaped in my life. Um, like Grace, um, I think my earliest forms of uh, memories of prayer is watching others do it, right? Um, I would say my, I've seen my parents pray. Uh, I've seen my grandparents pray. I've seen my aunts and uncles pray. I've seen my cousins pray. So being around other people, um, prayer was something that I heard. The challenge for me growing up in uh, within the Hispanic community as a second generation Latino here is as a kid everything I heard was in Spanish mm -hmm. so intrinsically it was I had no idea what was being said mm -hmm. only thing I could remember as a kid was uh, posture mm -hmm. how people were standing the um, the uh, not necessarily the words but the emotions behind the words mm -hmm. and um, the feeling um, of what they looked like when they were done. Uh, so, for instance, if it was if we were getting around the table for a holiday and we were about to eat, there was always prayer before we ate, right? Um, the, we couldn't touch food until they, until we prayed, right? And you know, and in our house, you gently would just get a little nudge like, "Hey, don't do that yet." Okay, like, all right, okay, let's let's not do that. Um, in the church setting, prayer was uh, something that I heard over and over again, right? Uh, but the, the images of prayer were a little bit different. Uh, sometimes there were solitude, right? When you would see people pray in the pews by themselves um, or often in a circle. I, I, when I, like, greatest memory of prayer in a house or in a church is always people in a circle holding hands. Um, and I can recall like, you know, when you're in your Sunday school class, one of the first things you do is, all right, let's hold hands and let's pray together. It was almost instinctual that uh, in order to pray, we have to do this together. So it was a way of connecting us together and us doing those things as one. So prayer for me um, growing up, I saw it very communal. Mm -hmm. um, 
as a kid, not necessarily the, the source of time was an angst, but I knew how long it would be. So um, at the end of Friday services, the, the service, let's say, started at 7. Uh, I knew by 9 o'clock there was going to be prayer, and I knew that was going to take at least a half an hour, right? Mm -hmm. Depending <laughs> about how many people were in that circle. And as you got older, you were invited to be in that circle. Um, and so that became like super fearful, like, oh my God, I have to say something, right? Um, and then uh, we used to have, um, um, occasionally it was called vigilias, right? Which are these all-nighters. And these all-nighters are really meant to be topics, prayer, topics, prayer, 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 until like two in the morning. And I love those, not necessarily because of the amount of time we spent in prayer, because afterwards we went out and had breakfast at like four in the morning. So those were, and I was with my friends. And so again, prayer was very communal. Now, I don't know where the shift happens where uh, I pay more attention to what's being said. I don't know if, you know, as I got older, definitely you get more and more comfortable uh, with listening to prayers in Spanish and prayers in English or whatever. However, I noticed that there were certain points of prayer. So, for instance, if we prayed in the morning before church, like in the circle, those were more uh, petitionary or maybe intercessory prayers, right? Well, let's lift someone up. Um, let's pray for this. During the service, it was more of um, there was a moment where like altar calls, right? Where it was repentant, like to be repenting. Um, and then uh, near the end, it was like prayers of thanksgiving, right? So I, I got to see all those things. I don't know how uh, they were later shaped, you know, in my own personal life. Um, I know for me, uh, I think depending on where I was in my age, as a teenager, I was definitely, it was definitely repetitive prayer, right? You got <laughs> the, the sense of I've done something wrong, let me pray um, about that. And as you got older, it was more um, an accessory prayer when you start thinking that you're a part of the bigger world and you start caring about people in your community. Not that I didn't care, but when you start understanding that so-and-so is in the hospital or sick and you're like, wait a minute, I can pray about it. Um, then prayers change. So uh, I think in, in, in my spectrum, I've always seen um, prayer as a positive. Uh, I don't necessarily think I've had a, um, uh, a great quote unquote prayer life in the sense of like I would see from my grandparents. Right. You know, I know my grandfather used to go downstairs and pray for hours like I can't. Uh, and he was a pastor. Right. So this thought of, like, you start your day off and it's like hours of prayer. Like, to me, it's like, uh, how do you do that? <laughs> I, I mean, I could talk to people for, for a long time, but, I mean, if you talk to the same person, you know, it's just like, what do you end up talking about, right? I mean, so it was, it was just those. So there's always, I think, in the sense of prayer, positive, but there's always mixed messages, mm -hmm. right? And then... In the Hispanic community, I had friends who weren't Protestants, but who were Catholic. And so how they prayed was much different. Um, and those were prayers that were memorized and figuring out what does that mean? Why? How come they were taught this way? So there's just a lot of different um, points of entry when, when I think about, you know, what prayer looks like or what it was for me growing up and how I learned about it. Mm -hmm. Great. 
I would um, connect um, my experience with yours in terms of the communal mm -hmm. sense of prayer. Uh, I think there, you know, kind of w where I learned about prayer was primarily in church. Um, I, at home, we, we did grace before every meal. So we didn't eat a meal without doing, without praying, uh, but mostly it was in the form of sung prayers, sung graces. Uh, so those became part of our tradition. They're still a part of my family tradition. Um, and so in, in some ways it was, um, you know, it wasn't like people coming up with prayer. It was, it was prayers that we knew and sang. Um, and then at church, um, I grew up in, uh, at Downey Avenue here on the east side of Indianapolis. And um, the prayers were, um, you know, given by one of the pastors or the elders or um, Sunday school teachers. And um, I guess what I came away uh, from, they, they were often, you know, it was a largely sort of educated group of people and, and they were sort of well-crafted prayers and often very meaningful, but there, but there wasn't kind of a tradition of like, just somebody stand up and pray, you know. And, and I think um, the, the thing that I came out of childhood with was sort of the theology of prayer being, um, it's, we're, we're not, um, so the whole power of prayer was a kind of a, an interesting concept that, that was raised for us. What does it mean um, to pray? Like, are we, um, you know, uh, making God do something that we want God to do? And uh, I think sort of what I was taught, uh, probably a combination of home and church, was that prayer is as much about changing us uh, more about more about changing us than it is about changing God, and so um, so it's been interesting for me, kind of as an adult over um, over years, to sort of think about other aspects of prayer. Um, I would say there was not a lot of sort of a mystical sense of prayer um, for for me growing up, and that's uh, something that I think has has. Um, has come to have a, at least a place in my prayer life. I don't think it has replaced um, that sense of uh, when we pray, it changes us, but I think it has um, complemented it. Um, so, and I guess maybe with that, that sort of um, gets into maybe the other uh, question that we might um, talk about this morning. And, and, and that is, what are those questions? you know, that prayer raise, raises for us. Um, what, what, what is it that we wonder about prayer? You know, we don't, we, in this series, our plan is not to answer questions about prayer. You know, if, if there were easy answers, we would all have them by now. That's uh, one of the many, many um, areas of faith that um, are, are so rich that we kind of never get to the end of, of thinking and talking and questioning it. Um, but for you, for us, what are, what are some of those questions? And some of them have been raised already, but what have you or, or what have you heard other people kind of wondering about prayer or kind of um, what's, what are some of the challenges related to prayer? 
I think one for me, just given sort of like my mixed experiences with prayer is like how to find sort of practices that are meaningful. Um, Because, you know, for me now, I think one of the things I struggle with about prayer is, you know, the, um, you know, feeling like I'm trying different things and I'm not feel like it's not feeling right. Um, Not that I think everything always has to feel right that we do, but just this idea of when you don't really even know what you're doing, like how do you find entry points, I think is a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, that then leads to the question, like, what are you supposed to feel? Like, or supposed to is right. in quotes, but how, how do you know? Uh, is, is it a feeling? And how do you know when to try something different? Or, you know. Because yeah. one thing that when you brought up singing prayers before meals, that was, um, you know, when you brought that up, that was part of my tradition in a lot of ways, too. And in terms of feeling, I guess that, that's another question, yeah, that you question to raise is um, the feeling that I get singing those prayers with other people is this like powerful connectivity. And that's like the, that is probably one of the strongest feelings, I guess, that I have associated with prayer. Like um, I remember going back to the house church I uh, was went to when I was a little kid. Um, We were visiting that town again um, after my first semester of college. And I like burst into tears when they sang the doxology before our meal, because like it welled up so much emotion after a really intense first time away from home. Like, so that, that's really where I see a lot of my questions around. Yeah. Like those kind of, those feelings and, um, and the connectivity aspect of it. Yeah. yeah thanks. I, I think it's interesting because I think a lot of my prayer uh, questions are uh, really shaped on the cultural differences, right? Uh, so why in, um, you know, as you talked about, you, you know, your prayers uh, in, in the circles you were, were in were well-crafted. And, in, in our tradition, most of them have been extemporaneous prayers. Like, no one has written. They just stand up and they pray. So as a kid, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, how in the heck do you find those words? Like, you know? And then how is it that so many people can do this well? And then you go into a different space and things are different. And you so for me, it's, it's, it's the wonder of how how different cultures have approached prayer um, and, and in a sense, why, right? You know, so why do we see more structured prayers in this sense and others um, a little more extemporaneous? Uh, so those are things that have always um, been very interesting to me, mm-hmm. uh, which also connects me to, you know, other faiths, right, uh, and how they do it. Like when I listen to... Um, the, the Muslim morning prayers. I think it's one of the most beautiful mm-hmm. prayers, right? To hear that being sung. Um, it, you know, um, I f- like when I hear it and I'm around, I feel like I'm connected to the person who's, mm-hmm. 
thingy. So that it goes to that. Why is it when certain forms are done, I have a deeper connection to that? Um, but again, I, I, think, I guess that's a part of experience. But those are the kind of questions I ask. And then I think for me also, the questions um, that, that are brought with prayer is... Um, the ones that I've been approached with, like, whether in trapezy or as a pastor, is, you know, do they actually work? Mm-hmm. Right? You know, I mean, is, you know, as I listen to you saying, is it, is it really that we're trying to change God's mind or is it that we are changing that particular process? Um, you know, um, the, 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 and I say, does it work? It's, are you the person who prays over and over for that to happen? Or do you just pray about it once and just let it go, right? And if the results are the same, you know, who's, <laughs> who's right? <laughs> yeah. which, is, which, is, which is, you know, and I, and I see that in so many different ways in my own family and in my own life and people I know. It's like, oh, you got to keep praying about it, keep coming to the Lord. And the person says, no, give it to God and keep moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think for me, uh, related to that uh, is is the question of, again, I don't want to say the right way to pray, but when we pray, are we are we praying for a given outcome, or are we praying for God's will to be done, right? And it's it's, um, I mean, I set that up, and it's kind of like. In that, it's kind of an obvious, hopefully, answer there. But but um, but but we but we keep doing. I think we do both a lot. So all those questions about intercessory prayer, I think, are very very alive for people. Um, yeah. The the why didn't it work? Why did I have a thousand people praying for my father to get well and he still died? Yeah. You know, those situations are are really, you know, challenging in terms of prayer. Yeah. And, you know, I've had along those same lines, I recall people going, well, if I read the Bible and, you know, I can see that Jesus with his disciples did something and he prayed over this and said these things and it happened. Why can't I do today? And so I think it's interesting that prayer, like when we talk about it, also uh, speaks to our own understanding of God, mm-hmm. right? And our own understanding how God works. So when I think about how my my prayers have shaped over the years, uh, I guess as a child and as a teenager, you know, my thoughts are, yes, there's this omnipotent, omnipresent God, so who's the, you know, blesser of all things. So this is the person I need to go to to make sure that things work out. In, in a specific way. And then as I gotten older, I'm thinking, well, is that how God really interacts with us? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So then how do I approach, you know, God in these conversations? Um, and, it's, and it's a very interesting dynamic. And the prayer, the topic of prayer hits so many different areas um, of, of our faith and, and how we perceive God that it's, it'll be interesting to see how... Um, how people perceive that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One other that, that uh, I, I have sort of asked and thought about over the years is kind of is, is prayer 
uh, how much of prayer is talking to God and how much of prayer is listening for God. And I think, you know, probably for most of us, our upbringing in prayer is more about the talking part and, um, and some of the other practices, some of the other kinds of prayer sort of put us more into a posture of um, listening, listening for God and um, kind of trying to empty ourselves out so that we can be filled um, more with God. Um, I think they're all about connecting, right? And so um, I think over the course of these um, next few conversations, we will we'll hear from um, a couple of guests who will talk about uh, prayer in the Bible and, and specific kind of prayer. And then we will come back together and, and again, reflect on what we've heard and, and what we've learned from this. So for that, uh, at that, we will um, finish up this one and we invite you to come back uh, next week uh, to continue this conversation about standing in the need of prayer. Thanks for joining us.